Ah, Rose knows. Unless you sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. <laughs> Rose shit hit different. Rose take a long time, man. I hate these artistic dudes. He's coming. Yeah, what's Rose? Come on, Rose. Mm. <laughs> I know they mad. They can't stop. Number one sound track in the world. Black on. Even the number one movie. We're making records. Making the whole vibe. Making the sound track. I told y'all. I told y'all. I'm going to show y'all how to clean your dirty money. I'm going to invest into yourself. My partner gave me $50. This is the Kind of Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode, episode 121 of the Kinda Famous Podcast. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, P-O-D.com, the official website. Or go to Facebook.com slash Kinda Famous Pod. What else we got out there? Uh, Rowe is Famous, Twitter, Instagram. Um, did I say Facebook? Yep. Facebook as well for the for some of the, um, what they call it, shit, uh, Hey, this motherfucker, I'm going to fuck this thing up. Uh, what is it? What am I looking for? Uh, damn, what am I looking for? Kind of famous part. I forgot that fast. It's been a long day. So, arrowfilms.com, fish website. Oh, clean ass people collectors. Get them clean ass people collectors. Got them. On the, uh, you can go to the Facebook page to order them. We really about to change that up, about to change that up, uh, change some pricing and things around. And then just a few other things that go with kind of with the, uh, people collected teas and things. Uh, but I'm glad people are inquiring and ordering them. I need, I, I will be posting them. So you send me a picture, you in it. I'm posting that bitch. Uh, I haven't done it yet because I've been working on um, kind of the way I want to present this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, let me tell y'all something that happened. Uh, what happened? So I don't know how this sounds right now because I had to get a brand new unit. Last week, we had DJ Fluid on. Great episode. Local episode. Rough, you know, sort of thing. but. Had DJ Fluid on the best to ever do it. And recently, recently, he um just signed to go on tour with uh Lil Boosie. So he'll be doing a few dates with Boosie uh as a DJ. So that that's that's real fire. You know, we got we I guess we got a mainstream fucking DJ now. You know, we got one of our kind of famous now nah, he's a kind of famous friend of the show. Now, um so I had my machine, the machine, the thing that I used to record everything, it broke right before we was going to record. So I had to improvise and um, use a machine I typically only use when I go live because it, you, it's, a, it's a bitch to fucking use because you got to mix everything and, and it's just a lot. It's a legit mixer like you're doing a live show. And so I used that last week. And I couldn't really monitor like his vo- his volume to know if it sounded good or not because we was doing video. And I don't really like the I don't want to wear headphones when I do video because it just looks weird if both of us isn't aren't wearing uh, headphones. So I ordered a fucking new machine. Now here's the thing, man. I use some app this new this new to me app called Offer Up. 
And on OfferUp, it's kind of like Craigslist on steroids, but then eBay Lite because you can kind of wheel and deal with the person directly instead of kind of playing the whole big game. So you may he may be selling it for like in my case, this machine like a hundred uh, uh like a hundred eighty dollar machine, and the one I end up getting, and uh. I used the offer up. Cat was selling this bitch for $60. Now, think about the offer up, man. If you can make an offer, make an offer. So, I made him an offer for $30. $7 with shipping. He took that bitch. So, I ended up getting like almost a $200 machine for $37. Then I get it, and I don't know what I was going to expect, you know, because it was an upgraded version of the machine that, that I broke. So I, I haven't really played with it enough to know if this sounds good or not. I mean, honestly, for me, I'm going to end up mixing it. So it's going to sound the way I need it to sound. So I'm be straight. But like I'm doing some of the tests on the software and then the machine itself and the shit not matching up, even though I see the volume going and I see it's recording. But it sounds like shit in my headphones. And that bothers me. So we'll see what, what, what ends up happening uh in the grand scheme of things here uh but we back and going we almost got shut down because of it but we going um but anyway man what's up my knackers <laughs> hey man the lady said knackers or lake lakers knack, knack, knackers knickers knackers she didn't say niggas man she didn't say niggas I don't know why we got like the cra it's crazy how quick we lock into bullshit. And I don't know how it happens. Like I literally saw it'd be different when I see um, you know, people I don't know, and it seems like these are people just trolling. Uh get get uh when they start to come up with narratives, I can ignore it. But I literally had people I knew tripping. Tripping over the lady saying knackers. So what happened was, um, and we'll 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 get to the whole reason for it. But uh, Kobe Bryant uh, uh, died uh, last week, and uh, shit Sunday actually last Sunday, and they was reporting it on MSNBC, and one of the hosts on MSNBC said the word knackers. And she said it was the mix of the Knicks and the Lakers. So, Nakers, Nakers, Nakers. And it sound like niggas. It could sound like niggas. But here's the thing. We know that, well, I guess Lakers is the ER, but uh, it, fuck it. Here's the thing for me. It sounded so fucking ridiculous. There's no way she said niggas. There's no way. But the, for me to see people I actually know get locked into that fucking narrative blew my mind. Because I just, to me, it felt so obvious. Uh, Hold on. Uh, oh my, she said it was fun for a while. It was one of the girls got. Brown start getting onto the news. She was 
I'm so blown away at what she's saying about people watching your time. I appreciate that. Hey man, uh, so I just got a text about my daughter, and I and it's a. I'm I'm gonna talk about this actually. I kind of like this. I kind of like this. This is a, um. Uh, this is an interesting topic to jump into. So, yeah, I know it's dead air, but I got to respond to my kids, man. So, um, so, uh, what are we talking about? So yeah, it got it, it was crazy how people just locked into like people I knew actually really believe in this woman said niggas and putting together this fucking media agenda that they say niggas and all this type of shit. Like, nah. And then it was like a whole protest for her to get fired. Like, man, here's my shit. And we'll just jump into the Kobe Bryant. We'll jump into the Kobe shit. My thing about this is like something horrendous just happened. And y'all locked into the negativity. That fast. Why? For what? What's the point? What's the actual point in jumping into that conversation of negativity? I'll answer that nothing. So, <laughs> so, um, Kobe Bryant passed. Uh, he died in a helicopter accident. And I really don't even know why I'm explaining this because people know what happened at this juncture. But it was him, his daughter. Uh, I think they said nine people were on the plane. So him, his daughter, uh, his daughter's teammate, and her parents, an additional person, I think like a, another coach, and then the pilot. Uh, basically, that day, and I'm just going to say the narrative high. I know it. And the last I checked, uh, because honestly, you know, things like this, for me, when things like this happen, I don't have to know why. The important part is a person lost or many people lost their lives in this case, but someone lost their life and does not those. I can't do shit with the, that information. Can't do shit with the why like that. So I'm not really studying the why so intently. But um, the story as it goes is that the pilot uh, of said helicopter uh, was flying in very foggy weather, uncontrollably foggy weather with bad visibility. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation of what happened and what was said. It may be, and I know he made some contact with ground control, but um, it's a lot of assumptions because at the end of the day, it's the pilot. They said the pilot was one of these pilots who had a lot of uh, flight time. And with that, I mean, that it was amazing in itself. He said it was a real trained, highly skilled pilot. So it wasn't like this asshole pilot or new pilot or anything like that. Uh, Kobe took helicopters and um, uh, I mean, it was just a part of the thing. I don't really I really don't get too much into that shit. You know, he's gone. He's 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 passed on from his daughter, which was, you know, dope in a way. Like, I'm going to tell you this. For me. Um, and it, and I, I, I feel this way and I don't really know the best way to construct it. So I'm just going to say this shit. So. Like, in ways, it was kind of good that his daughter went with him. You know what I mean? No, you don't know what I mean. But <laughs> in a ways, it was good. Because she don't have to sit up 
and deal with this asshole media, you know, asking her these questions for the rest of her life because she was his like um, future, you know, her her mini mamba as the mini mamba. Um, her whole life she was gonna be compared to her dad and all these things that would have came with that and and she's gonna you know uh she would have been reminded about this event over and over and over uh and and people are good natures with good hearts you know but she would have went to a basketball game they would have cheered they would have did this and did that and it would have just been one of these things was a constant reminder and i know that because as you guys know i recently lost my father as well and it it's and people are good intent, but they keep asking about it and, and they may ask about it in times I don't want to talk about it or something's going on. So she's a young, young, she would have been a young, young child dealing with that. And I mean, you know, she doesn't because she also passed in that um, helicopter accident. So as horrible as it sounds, um, because you don't want anyone to lose life, but it's just one of these situations that it just is, um, you know, you kind of think about it from a different perspective. Um, and then, uh, you know, and one thing we realized in the death of Kobe Bryant is that uh, I think they say he was 40. But in the death of Kobe Bryant is um, how much reverence people have for it. Like, this is the first time I tell a lot of friends. I've been to a lot of friends. This is the first time we've seen one of our our true sports icons die you know muhammad ali passed and that meant something for a lot of people actually i mean that was a big deal too but uh ali was a little different come from an older era but this is this is from a whole different era when we watch one of our major sports icons pass and and one thing that we realized is um is um how important like time kind of stopped you know we're in wichita kansas and there's a bit there was a billboard up for uh kobe all over the um country and i'm sure all over the globe like this kobe thing was a major moment and it stopped time um i, I was at work and I remember uh, I saw it come across. I was on I, I was on Instagram, and I saw it go across Instagram, and TMZ reported it, and it was like it was a horrible headline. I don't even want to repeat it, but um, I remember seeing it come come across the headline, and I was like, Nah, let me go Google it. Let me go to Facebook. No one's talking about Facebook. I go to Twitter. Twitter is light, but it's all TMZ. TMZ. Like, you know, TMZ done killed plenty of people. So I'm not rocking. I'm not rolling. Then at work, we got a little group chat. And in the group chat, hey, y'all hear Kobe Bryant died? And then I go into a situation and the the, the, the place had the weather channel on the TV. And on the bottom, what was called a lower third, uh, uh, had a pop-in that said Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash in California. And at that point, it was real. Then Wooj, ESPN was reporting it. And at that point, I mean, I'm locked in. Kobe Bryant's like gone. But what made it crazy is it was on the Weather Channel. You know how big you got to fucking be 
to be on the Weather Channel as breaking news, and and uh, uh, it's just like I said, it's one of those things where you kind of you go like, yo, like this dude is massive, massive, to just make everything stop and have to report that information. You know, I think Michael Jackson was that. Uh, Prince was that, obviously. Um, it's a lot of people in a lot of different arenas, but in sports, you know, Michael Jordan beat Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of time, we've watched a lot of these guys grow old. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 crazy, man. You know, and, and icon as in he's an icon, but he's also one of those top five players, not for position, but like, He's in that argument that they've been giving LeBron, force feeding LeBron to us for years. It's always been Kobe that was second to Jordan, in my my opinion. But um, so yeah, that 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 kind of sucks. And one of the things, like for me, it's crazy. A few weeks ago, I was watching Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson's uh podcast with Kobe, and you know, Kobe had this uh Kobe and Matt Barnes had this crazy confrontation. Where Matt Barnes had faked like he was throwing the ball at Kobe's face and Kobe didn't flinch. So that was the reason, like, oh, I want to hear, like, you know, Kobe get into that and what that meant and all this kind of shit. And then just listening to Kobe, I was like, man, it's so much more on this story that could probably happen. And and I was honestly looking forward to, like, the real Kobe stories. When Kobe just, like, let, let, let it fly and just let us know real Kobe stories. And we didn't get that. You know, we missed that. And um, it's kind of unfortunate, like, for real. It's kind of surreal, man. Surreal. For real. Um, but one thing that I felt was disgusting, and I will, well, so we're going to get into this. Um, I thought it was disgusting how people wanted to bring up the rape case in Denver, in Colorado, I believe. Not Denver, but. Um, I thought that was gross to bring that up. And not because I think he did it or didn't do it. It's just because like he just died. You know, he went after that. He went on to have a, a, a great career. But I was like, do we actually believe in forgiveness and redemption? One, like if he did it, if you believe he did it and you look at his track record since that moment. You know, let's say the girl went on to have a great life and he went on to have a great life. Do we believe in forgiveness and redemption or do we just let him have the scarlet letter and treat him as such forever? Rape is hideous. Rape is horrendous. It's it's disgusting. It's one of the worst things out there. But we have to have in our hearts forgiveness. People have to be able to redeem themselves. For doing things, you know, do we forget? I mean, do we forget? No, but can we forgive? You know what I mean? Was it a mistake? Was it adolescence? Was it deviancy? Was it, you know, and a numerous of things that could have caused that event to happen? Do we take an account for any of that? But I'll say this. I thought about it. And I saw someone post something very vehemently about Kobe Bryant and the rape case. And I got to thinking, 
What the fuck do I know about the Kobe Bryant rape case? What do I remember? I saw people talk about he, there was a settlement and this sort of thing. And uh, so I decided to research. I decided to research. And really go back because I was young when it happened. And I will, in full disclosure, I thought Kobe raped her. So this is me feeling disgusted by people bringing this up in his death, thinking it's nasty to bring it up. I'm wondering if we can redeem and find redemption in people. And I personally thought that he did it. And then I researched it because I was young. There was so much of the conversation at that time that made me believe that he did it. And then I did the research before doing the show. And due, my, due to my research, I no longer think Kobe did it. I think, based on the facts, because everyone would say something about based on the facts, based on the information. Based on the information, it doesn't really look good for her. Now, do we victim blame? No. You have to be a victim first. Um, and we'll go with assumed victim. She was the assumed victim. Um, but, you know, there's the things about these sort of cases and these sort of things that happen where, like, at what place... <sighs> We all we want every victim of sex assault, sex crime to be able to have a voice. And in my mind, they absolutely have a voice. We believe you. We're listening and everything that comes with that. Right. But it is equally our responsibility. To. Make sure what happens is true right it's actual and factual and it's often hard to do that in rape rape and sexual assault cases because you don't you don't want the ones who are victims to feel like they can speak up but you also don't want to see people names drug right But at some point, you just got to do it. It just has to happen. You have to look into it and just call things what they call. You have to call balls and strikes. And for me, when I look up this information and when there was a lot of things that made me start to lean towards him not doing it. But the one thing in particular, because I don't want to hold this subject too long. I don't want this to own the show, but. Um, the fact that she had sex. The day or at least two days. After she was uh, allegedly raped by Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, who admitted to meeting the woman, Kobe Bryant, who admitted to sleeping with the woman who, and cheating on his wife. Vanessa Bryant, that Kobe Bryant, you was raped, sexually assaulted by Kobe Bryant, and the next day you're having sex with somebody, or the day after you're having sex with somebody. 
And from what I know about victims of sexual assault and rape, this is a traumatic moment for them. This is a traumatic experience for them. Most often than not, and maybe if you're a psychologist and you're an expert in this field, an event like that, a violation like that, of that proportion, you, from what I know of, they don't want to have another sexual experience for a while. They want to recover. They want to cleanse themselves. They want to. They want to get that stink off of them. They. It's so much. It, it's. It's PTSD. It's trauma. It's something they don't want to experience because they were so violated. Right. But she had sex. And there were some things as well that came out that was damning for her. Um, I also thought about the fact that maybe the police would have cover up Kobe Bryant to protect Kobe Bryant. But then I thought eh, I was in Colorado. Why would they protect the Lakers? The Lakers already had Shaq. Why would they protect the Lakers? I, I couldn't see it. There was some evidence that got bumbled. Um, but largely, regardless of all that, for me, the fact that she had sex afterwards was troublesome, bothersome for me. And I lean hard now to Kobe not raping a woman. Um... And when I see so many people locked in, it was people that said there was settlement. There wasn't a settlement. The case was thrown out because she no longer wanted to participate in the case. And we get like some victims will do that and all this stuff. But there was also a thing about some money. Almost some lightweight extortion. And Kobe was participate was a willing participant. In his trial, um, he came to court every day. He was required to be there, and some that he wasn't. Um, I mean, you know, and there was a moment where the victim even came to 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 trial, but when it was come for her, I think it was time for her to uh, um, take stand, or maybe for the actual trial to get you know heavy, heavy. Um, that's when she stopped participating, and they eventually had to throw the uh, trial throw the uh, case out so I felt like it was important to talk about the case because if I'm gonna celebrate Kobe I, I Kobe whooped my Mavericks ass I would never forget the moment when Kobe was beating the Lakers by damn near 40 points and the Lakers came back and beat us I'll never forget that uh, and over time, I le- I hated Kobe. I wasn't a fan of Kobe, but over time, I was like, "Yo, that's a bad motherfucker right there. That's the next greatest next to uh Shaq. I mean, uh Jordan." Meanwhile, still believing that he was guilty of rape. Um, and that's the baggage that I brought into this. And I thought, you know what? If I'm gonna talk about Kobe, since people are adamant in talking about this rape case. I will also talk about the rape case, but I need to refresh myself on this rape case to make sure that I knew the facts versus the things that people think they remember because people have hard stances against this. People will 
Well, as I told my friend, um, he was talking about if he got uh, the problem that people don't is that they don't fight. They don't fight for their innocence. And as I told him, you could be innocent. But once the story is out there, people won't update the story in their head. You just become a rapist until you're no longer a rapist in their mind. But they don't even get to the point of the part of that. They're going to believe what they believe. So once you lose the court of uh, public opinion, it's hard to get them back because they only will remember from a certain moment that they got this information that they thought was fact. And uh, I just didn't want to come on to the show, talk about Kobe, then bring up the rape and not really know what the fuck. I not know the information accurately. And um, I mean, that's that on that. Like, there's not a lot more to go, but rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and his surviving wife and three other daughters. Um, you know, a lot of people upset, but you got to I, I can't imagine what it's like to be Vanessa to lose both your husband and daughter. I can't imagine that. That has to be uh, that has to be tough. So rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Gianna Bryant and rest in peace to everybody who died on that plane man you know a lot of people are upset that uh, uh, people don't talk about the other people on the plane but it's just because we know Kobe we have a relationship with Kobe as a public figure we don't know those people so it's hard for us to identify with them but um, you know condolences to everybody and um, you know bat- sports sports and I mean just society and culture in general uh lost a great superstar a great superstar uh award-winning um he got an oscar for a short film um you know so he was doing real great with his media career or out uh, post basketball career and uh, it's been beautiful to kind of see some of the tributes that's been going on because every tribute pretty much is just remember how much of a beast he was in fucking basketball. So uh, that's dope. Um, let's see. Lil Wayne just dropped some music. Uh, I like the album. Um, uh, rapping his ass off. That's dope. It was called Funeral. Hopefully that doesn't mean his funeral and this is his last album, but just that he meant he came on to kill shit. Uh, let me see, man couple things going on right now uh so i think i'm gonna talk about this thing with my daughter real quick so um um oh um real quick since this just popped up uh i talked about it roughly last week so check this out i can't really promote this fucking project uh like i want to because uh uh so i got a uh project that i'm a part of we're promoting this this uh and it'll be on the it'll be on the podcast but i did a special episode podcast with the wichita wings um this uh indoor soccer team that just had a um that's they have a documentary that's of being made about them and that's the podcast i did with the filmmakers adam knapp kenneth lynn um and producers mike ramalis tim o'brien and um tori defridge 
So we all uh, did a big podcast, a special edition podcast. Uh, it will drop sometime late February, I'm sure. Uh, if we shot it, it's, it's good, it's great. Uh, breaking down the pieces is going through editing right now for the premiere. That'll be February 22nd in Wichita's Orpheum. So you can get tickets for that on Ticketmaster or go to God Save the Wings on Facebook and you can get um, tickets that way as well. But um, we did a whole podcast about it. And I can promote it on here, but there's clips and stuff out for you. Got to go to Facebook.com slash Arrow Films. I'll eventually put some of these things on YouTube, but I can't promote it the way I want to. The problem is, if you listen to my show, we say all kind of niggas, bitches, shits, fucks, and everything. Like we just whatever. It's it's a regular people's fucking podcast for the culture. Now, granted, I, I bring up all kinds of topics and conversations on the show. This is the that was the whole point of this. But for them, they have a very specific audience. Older people. I'm just a part of press, essentially. So I can't really promote it on the podcast page on Facebook because it's a lot of ignorant shit on there. And this is one of these kind of highbrow, high society type of interviews. So I can't really just get in my bag all the way. Um, well, I can't. I can't. I can't. That's the beauty of being able to do both lanes, to do what we do. Talk about Kobe. Talk about ignorant shit. Turn around and then do some real uh top end shit but but i have to also be conscious of the audience now that whole keep it real shit is cool until you know money and things like that are involved and knowing what their audience is i don't want them to come over see the clips go to spotify itunes or whatever and search for my show. Look at the show and here's some fucking nigger shits, bitches, da, 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 da. Porn, um, you know, whatever. I don't want them to see that and then be turned off from the interview. So I have to promote the show through the Arrow Films page um, with no real tagging or direction to how to listen to the podcast. The, these episodes will initially exist on YouTube and Facebook until after the premiere. Once the tickets are sold, the business is done, then we'll get it on the Spotify and whatever happens, happens. But got to do the business right first. So that that is something that's coming up. Um, not I want to say soon, but um, soon as in uh, the whole podcast will be out after the 22nd. And you'll start to see clips uh, around the 14th round um, Valentine's going into the premiere because it's, it's it's to help do the promo. It's a real good interview, man. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a great time to listen to the filmmakers. I actually spent some time with them last night um, um, just picking up some uh, content to be able to put inside this interview as well. But, man, we had a blast just kind of just talking filmmaking shit and then where they're going and it's just a bunch of stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it, every now and again, I get in my highbrow bag. You know what I'm saying? I, I turn the corner, get out the ignorant shit. Uh, I got to do this again when we have the uh, SOS. But I think I'm going to probably be a little bit more more laid back than I was with 
uh, the wings uh, documentary. That's GodSaveTheWings.com if you want any more information about that. Um, but the thing with my daughter that I just got, um, it was some other shit I wanted to talk about, but I just got this text message. So my daughter is 13 years old. Brilliant motherfucker. Congratulations to her. Uh, she just uh, she was playing basketball. She scored her first goal. So I'm happy for that. I'm glad that that happened for her. I'm sure she's super excited. But um, so I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a see how I can. I think I can read this whole thing on air. So my daughter's a different. She's a nerd girl. You know what I'm saying? She's brilliant, really smart, super athletic. Like, I mean, I could I got lucky. I got a very amazing daughter. Like, seriously. Um, and she's one of the sweetest, kindest people I've ever met in my life. Like, like the type of dope shit my daughter does. We'll be at the store, and like if someone is struggling, an older person is struggling with something, I walk past that motherfucker like they got it. Ain't none of my business. My daughter will stop in her tracks, go over there, and help a person put something into the cart, take something out of the cart. If they're um um putting the cart up. Let's say she'll go ahead and I, I'll take it for you. All her, she the respect she has for older elderly uh, elderly people and incapable people is astounding. Um, um, she's aware of racial issues without us really having to teach her anything. So it's it's just really dope to have a daughter who like like I said one of the sweetest kind of pe- kindest people I've ever met in my life. Um, but she also is particular. And that leads me to this text message I got. So she said, uh, I got a text said, I let Lily, my daughter, go to her friend's house from 530 until now. And she said it was fun for a while. Then it was boring. The girls got on their phones and started getting on social media and then TikTok. She was dogging social media. I'm so blown away at what she is saying about people who are on social media on, uh, on the all the time. I pray she never liked social media. So what I thought was interesting about that is like, I know the obsession that people have with social media and I tell people all the time, I hate social media as well, but I'm only on it because of all the shit that I do. And so by all the shit that I do, I do find the things that are, uh, that I find enthusiasm in, you know what I'm saying? Like with, you can find artwork. It's so much shit that you can find through social media, your own niches and things like that. But I find it interesting that, you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, a listener of the show as well. Um, You know, I used to make websites and shit like that. And I had a website I made that was like an answer to um, Dallas Peeps at the time and Black Planet at the time. And we made it like a little page. And I don't, honestly don't remember much about the page, but it's called Dime City, D-Y-M-E City. And uh, I know I had to do something with attractive women in town and shit like that. And uh, uh, that was in high school, I'm sure. And it's kind of amazing the genesis and the way this, these things molded out. And for me to have a daughter who is rejecting that shit. Who's really rejecting this kind of shit. Now, 
for her, I think she is bored more often than not because she doesn't indulge in these sort of things. But I just don't understand like what it is that makes her not like it and make them like it so much. Because I don't know what kids look for. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, and, and when Carla was on, we kind of talked about, like, I'm curious what women look at. Because dudes, you know what I mean? We got women. We got our interests, like sports, vehicles, and things like that. In my case, art um, and filmmaking things. But and women, I don't know what they like. You know what I'm saying? She said finish it and stuff like that. But, you know, as a kid, what is what are kids looking at? What are the what is their algorithm doing? You know what I'm saying? Like is uh, is it is it is it um you know fun shit? Like it's been my daughter's 13 years old, so it's like I don't know. It gets harder to get her items as a 13 year old. Like. I play video games. There's things that I, I, I there were, you know, I had collectible things. I'm sure there's magazines, but like magazines are dead. I mean, she's had tablets. She's had so many fucking different things. And I have no idea what she, what, what a kid of her ilk today would like, not her specifically, but like all kids, all kids around 13, 14, 15. Like, what do you like? You know, we got the hoverboard thing, so she got that. But what would you like? She loves studies, so I don't really. I put in the in the category, and I don't put in the category because she's not atypical. But you know, I would like to think like there, and I don't know if it is, there has to be like a cutoff in how these things work where you keep kids away from adult accounts, adults away from kids' accounts. So if a young person is on TikTok, I would like to think, you know, when they ask the age and all that, that keeps it away from older people on TikTok and Instagram and Twitters and all that, but I'm sure it's not. And really easy can cross over to the dark side. <laughs> for Even for me. It crosses the dark side. So it's like, uh, what do they look at? What is their interest? Because what we look at and what our interest lets us know the things to buy. Like when I was, you know, we had baseball cards, you had basketball, you had sneakers, you had magazines, you had um, game systems, you had like, uh, I don't know, puzzles. I don't fucking know. Dominoes. Uh, you had recreation center so you go play basketball you go play sports you had all these fucking things that kids don't really do now i got a kid who is rejecting the current toy for society and that's social media it's cool but it's scary you know what i'm saying it's just a serial killer what what's up Um, so, so, uh, it's one, it, it, it's an interesting thing for me, uh, just, just to see where it goes, just see where it goes, uh, it was, um, 
Something else that came up that I saw. Oh, uh, the war shows. I don't really get into the war shows anymore like I used to, other than the movie shit. But I saw, um, I saw the Puff Daddy toast. Uh, not the toast, but the speech. And I don't like Puff Daddy. I just don't. And unfortunately, he's a media person, so um you know this might not help get into that world uh, maybe i should self-edit before i say something about this but i won't um because of what i feel how i feel like he played a part in the, the life or death of tupac um it makes it difficult now i know why i'm tired i've been fucking i ain't get no sleep last night um and because of what I feel about that, and along with how he's treated artists over time, and then I hear him talk about ownership and independence, and it's like in black excellence, and it's like, dude, you 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 played a part in the destruction of a lot of careers. If you think about it, short or big, right? He had Lone Locks, Carl Thomas, Lil Kim. Uh, Junior Mafia, uh, Day Twenty Six, Danny Kane, uh, you got French Montana right now. It's a lot of people in that bad boy roster who is no longer on that bad boy roster for different reasons. And for him to say this shit, he says like, "Man, you fucked so many people on the way here." You know what I'm saying? In terms of the, the the assumption and perception of the information that we have, that's the information we got, so that's what I'm going on. Which leads me to Mace. Mace made a post about this very topic when it came to Diddy. And Mace has been trying for a very, very long time to get his publishing released and just be released as from Bad Boy in general. I forget the particulars of that. As much so where he bamboarded uh a radio station that Puff was at during an interview and tried to force him to get out of that contract on air. The Locks did something very similar. I believe uh, J.D. Kiss, Sheik Looch, and Styles. I think they bamboarded, uh, pressed Puff at a radio station that got him to uh, do the release. Um, and maybe there was still some additional particulars that you know, you can't just come in with a paperwork, you know, niggas want the lawyers to read and all that kind of shit, as they should. And, uh, and, uh, um, Mace did the same. He pressed him. He signed something, but clearly it hasn't been it because, uh, Mace is still talking about the release. And he made some very valid points about this black excellence thing. Um, actually, let me see if I can pull it up and we'll just read it because I thought it was really good. Um, Mace, actually, I don't have to read it. Mace was making a point of how much money he uh, uh, offered Puff to be released. He waited for him to be financially stable. Mace did for himself to be financially stable so he know that going after 
Puff wasn't going to be in spite and malicious. It was him doing it because it was the right thing. So he had the money. I think he said he sold it for $20,000 or something like that. Um, I can't remember uh, the exact figure, but I know he said $2 million was what he offered. And Puff told him, unless you can match or beat the white man that's uh, offering this, then no. And the illusion there that Mace was making is like, you want people, black excellence to have their own ownership and their own shit, but you was willing to sell me to the white man. Um, And basically just kind of attacking the character of Puff uh in ways that I've also expressed in this diatribe. Um, so it remains to be seen if uh, if uh, Mace gets that release. I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he actually beats Puff at this. I'm afraid, though, that he may request the NDA. You know, and for Mace to stop talking. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, 50 Cent just got it on the Walk of Fame. That was dope. Actually, it was dope just to see that picture of 50, M, and Dre, arguably the three biggest fucking artists in the world. You know what I mean? If those three people went on tour, the money would be crazy. Uh, if they made a song, it would be crazy. Like, the three biggest it just amazes me. Um, I had another subject, and I can't remember. And it's gonna be a short show now because I'm actually really tired. Um, cause see what happened. Like I said, I was at the filmmaker's place last night, and uh, and I was there till like three three thirty in the morning. I already don't sleep enough as it is. I wake up damn near five thirty every day. And this morning, when I got home, like 3.30-ish, 3.45, I uh, slept until like 6.15, and I was already up and moving. And so now I'm kind of like real beat. And uh, I can't think straight to save my life. I've been trying to do so fucking much. Um, So, yeah. We're going to go and shut this shit down. Unless I can. Unless I can. Uh, think of what I was going to say real quick. We're going to shut this shit down. Uh, we get one more thing. Yep. Fuck it. Can't remember. Um, so this has been another episode of the kind of famous podcast. K-I-N-D-A famous pod. P-O-D dot com. The official website. Facebook dot com slash kind of famous pod it is no longer the i'm kind of famous podcast because you motherfuckers would never say i'm when you speak about the show you always say almost famous or kind of famous anyway so now the official name of the show is the kind of famous podcast now here's the trick i'm probably going to call it the i'm kind of famous podcast network i'm gonna leave it like that and the show is called kind of famous podcast the reason for that, I got enough merch out there that says I'm kind of famous. I got stickers. I got shirts, shit like this. My hats are still real dope. 
I'll rework the logo. You'll see the new logo on the clips with DJ Fluid. And you'll also see the new logo. Uh, and it's basically the same without I'm on there. But um, you'll see that when you go, when you see the Wichita Wings doc uh, pieces that come out fairly soon. And I don't know. I think that's it. Get them clean as people collectors. Shout out to everybody who's been rocking with me still. Because this has not been an easy journey. And adding some elements doesn't make this any more fun. But I'm fucking with y'all. Y'all fucking with me. And look, 2020, quest for a fucking co-host. Quest for a co-host. Because look, these interviews and conversations is cool. But um, I'm at a place where people... When it comes to this show, they want to do a specific thing. And I don't want to do that. I want to just chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things is like issue re- related. Um, you know, if I have someone on, whatever the walk is, I don't necessarily want to talk to you about your past. You can do that shit with someone else. Unless it's important. I want to kind of just talk. And if we end up on your past, cool. If you got something to promote at some point, cool. But I don't want to go in with that shit. Um, that's not interesting to me and that's what it comes down to and now people are asking to be on the show so they can do those very things and I have to say no to some people and some people I genuinely want to talk to and those are the people you see and will have sitting across from me Um, I actually got something really big lined up but unfortunately I can't talk about it because one two things I don't like to front sell anything I don't like to front sell anything until it's locked in and it's done. So this is technically locked in, but it's not done and it can still not get done. So I don't want to talk about it until it's a, it, there's something final. Either it's done or it doesn't get done and it's not going to happen by me. Um, But 2020, definitely in the quest, a real quest to have a co-host. I want to have that happen. Um, And I want y'all to go shout out, big shout out, and I want y'all to go check out um, the lovely Zio and Ron podcast. Like, they're like my sister podcast. And y'all should go check them out. Because they have really, like, it's really like being a, 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 a fly on the wall, a female conversation. And it's really good. It's not overly relationship. It's not overly sex. Just regular shit. Real good show. Uh, so go check them out. And, um, Again, rest in peace to to everyone affected by the tragedy of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and and those who were along board with them on the helicopter. Very unfortunate. Um, I hate that for anybody. And, um, you know, we lost them. We we lost someone. We lost somebody. Somebody great, man. Oh, and uh, the politics. Oh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I guess I can stretch this out to our Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs versus uh, San Francisco 49ers. I got them Niners, man. And it's only because I'm in Kansas. I just I don't want to see these people happy. Fuck that. So shout out to the Niners. Hope they win it. This is going to be a game of who plays the best defense. Because both of these motherfuckers like to run and score. Not run and score, but run up to score. So, um, 
we'll see what happens. Mahomes like to play from behind. So uh, it's never over till it's over. I would probably be nervous if they were up by halftime. So we'll see what happens. That's the Super Bowl. Um, and we got the elections coming up. Next time we talk to you, we'll know who was the front runner of Iowa. But fuck Iowa. I don't know why Iowa is fucking determining who is going to be president. And it's like nothing but uh, Anglo-Saxon people there. No diversity, probably. Like, we don't have to do this about Iowa anymore, man. The game is different. We're beyond this shit now. We're beyond this shit. We're pressing about these small product locations to determine who allegedly has the best politics for us. Um, I would love... Uh, look, I make no secret. Joe Biden's my guy. That's my guy. That's who I want. Joe Biden. Um, but I feel good about anybody coming out of the Democrats. Well, not anybody, but um, anybody coming out, uh, I I would be happy with. But not everyone can be Donald Trump. And that's my agenda is beating Donald Trump. Now, if you hate politics on podcasts, eat a dick. People have opinions. People have uh, positions. Uh, and that's my position. I have reasons for that. One day I might jump into some politics. No time soon. Don't feel like it. We'll wait until it matters a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, if you're in Iowa, you listen to the show. Uh, just know I really don't uh, like this process. But uh, go, go uh, as they say, caucus for Joe Biden. All right? But uh, till next time, tell your mama said hi. So in light of you being kind of famous. Why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?